My name is Maggie. I am 30 years old. My name is Stan. I am 35 years old. My name is Aaron. I'm 37 years old. My name is Cece. I'm 44 years old. My name is Laura. I'm 37 years old. My name is Shannon. I'm 48 years old. My name is Trish. I'm 49 years old. I'm Ellen. I'm 41 years old. My name is Karen. I am 50 years old. My name is Kathleen. I am 60 years old. I am an adult Irish dancer. You're listening to the Adult Irish Dancers Podcast. Good evening, everybody. My name is Jen Clark, and you are listening to the Adult Irish Dancers podcast. I can't tell you how much guilt I felt over the last week for taking a week off the podcast. I just, that's just not like myself. Um, I've been training for a new job, and I'm very lucky to be a writer for a large news corporation, which is an amazing dream job, um, but it's also a lot of work. I am able to work from home, which has always been my goal. I'm just, you know, I'm the older I get, the more of a kind of a homebody creature I'm, I'm becoming. And um, I like working from home. I'm just, I'm relaxed here and I feel like I do my best work at home. And, um, but it has absolutely taken up a lot of my time and energy in the next, in the past two weeks. And let me tell you, uh, I don't know what next week's podcast is going to sound like, but um, fingers crossed because starting tomorrow, I work all overnight uh, news writing shifts for the next seven days. So I'm hoping uh, I, I will get a podcast episode out. Luckily, I have off uh, just enough time to kind of get things in order for next week's podcast. But I don't know. I'm anticipating sounding a little loopy and overtired. So we'll see. Uh, you know, balancing being an adult Irish dancer and, and your career is very, very hard. And, you know, you want both to be a priority, but one always has to take precedence over the other. So uh, thanks for your patience with me and taking a week off. Off and I'm so happy to be back. Um, I'm actually going to class in about an hour and a half here. I'm going to my champ class at McGuire here in Tucson, and I'm learning dances. Um, it's it's really hard to learn all new steps from a new school, just because you know they're called something different, they look different. It's different. It's just a different style. Um, so it's been really hard for me to adjust to new steps but I'm having a lot of fun with it. And my teachers are incredible. My fellow dancers are incredible. So I very much look forward to going to dance class every week. It's something I'm not willing to sacrifice for a career because it is, it is my creative outlet and I love doing it. I love challenging myself and I'm sure a lot of you feel the same way. So anyways, um, thanks for being here. We're actually not going to do an online topic this week because we have the most fabulous interview and, um, I watch the time as I interview people to kind of see, okay, how is this going to fit into the podcast? And uh, today's interview, every single minute, it's so worth it that I want to make sure we can fit it all in. So we're not doing an online topic this week. We will reconvene with that next week. But... um, Yeah, I'm very, very excited to have Megan Maloney. She's a TMRF. She teaches out of Lexington, Kentucky. She used to dance for Culkin in the D.C. area. She is going to be on the show today, and uh, she's a wonderful person, wonderful interview, and I wanted to make sure I saved enough time to get every second of her in here. So that's coming up next. We're going to get right to it here on the Adult Irish Dancers Podcast. And don't forget, you can find us at adultirishdancepodcast.com online. Um, You can find out more about our guests there. That's where you can find links to their schools and, you know, all the Zoom classes they're doing and um, programs and stuff like that. And, of course, see a picture of the person we're talking to. That always helps. Um, But you can also find us on Facebook as well. If you want to get in touch with us, like Megan did, Megan emailed the show. It's info at adultirishdancepodcast.com, and that's all on our website. So check it out, and we will be right back with Kaylee Teacher and former adult dancer Megan Maloney on the Adult Irish Dancers Podcast. You're listening to the Adult Irish Dancers. 
Dancers Podcast. Welcome back to the Adult Irish Dancers Podcast. We have Megan Maloney on the phone. Megan, how are you? I am doing fantastic. And Megan, you are located where? I am now back in my hometown, which is Lexington, Kentucky. Um, so right in the heart of uh, the nation, as we like to say, if you turn the country sort of upside down, you put your hand over where the heart would be, that's where Kentucky is. And you have such a storied history with Irish dance, and I love that you reached out because I just I love reading about people and how they got into Irish dance and what they ended up doing with it, especially those who danced as adults. So I know a little bit about you, but why don't you tell everybody um, a little bit about yourself and how you got into it and where you're at now? Sure. Um, so I'm actually one of those folks that um, ended up taking up Irish dance because of river dance. And Riverdance, what, last year just celebrated its 25th anniversary. So that tells you about how long I've been doing this. But I also started as an adult. Um, Growing up here in Lexington, there were no Irish dance schools um, for the entire time that I was here before I left uh, back in 1995 to head to Washington, D.C. And that is where I saw Riverdance on PBS and had a chance to actually see it as it came through uh, the D.C. area and said, hey, this is something I want to do. I've had a dance background that involved, you know, some hip-hop classes and some tap classes and ballet when I was much younger, but um, because, you know, it was just anything I wasn't exposed to growing up, I didn't know that actually this one form takes all of the things that I like about dance, the grace and the beauty and the rhythm and the power and pulls it all together into one form. So um, I started dancing in the D.C. area um, not long after I got to town there uh, with the Culkin School of Traditional Irish Dance. And I know you've had at least one guest who's still uh, there with the Culkin School and who was a, you a student listen. of mine. I, oh, a student? Really? Yeah. Oh, that's so awesome. Topper actually danced uh, with me when I was there at Culkin and I'm so proud of her for winning the traditional set championship at uh, the North the national championships this year. That was amazing. That was incredible to see her do that. That was great. I remember however many years ago it was, I'm not going to say because that'll age both of us, (laughs) but uh, I remember working with her even before our classes would start up on the, you know, behind the curtain on the stage in the church hall where we were, on her hard shoe and on her set dances. And so I'm just thrilled that she's been able to continue that with the teachers there at Culkin and has, has achieved that milestone. That's got to be such a great feeling. I mean, I, I, I taught when I was in Michigan and Wisconsin, and I, I haven't had really any dancers go to any majors yet. A lot of them just haven't been dancing long enough, but that has got to be the most amazing feeling. I mean, I know what it's like to have my dancer place third, and I'm like, I'm jumping up and down from across the country. That has got to be the coolest feeling for you, to see one of your well, former students up on the podium like that. It is. It is. And, you know, as somebody who started as an adult, um, you know, I, I danced for probably three or four years just as a student and then started helping out as an assistant teacher in some of the classes and um, found that I liked teaching as much as I liked dancing and sort of got on this parallel track of competing first as an adult and then making that step and dropping down to an and over. And so competing in 
first prize winner and then preliminary championships as a as you know a much older than 16 and over year old um but was also still working with our adults and specifically with our Kaylee teams and had really such an incredible opportunity um through the programs that I was with to coach amazing teams that you know went on to I think with the time that I was there, something like 25 regional championships and then um, won the North American Irish Dance Championships in Cayley with our women's Cayley team. Oh, our, wow. Uh, ladies in 2009, I think it was. I'll have to double check that year for you. But just so now I can say, okay, yeah, we've, we, I've coached in the nationals and, and uh, worked with a dancer that's won nationals as an adult. And it's just, you know, Knowing that you have that relationship and that ability to meet so many people and be a part of their journeys is just really kind of cool when you take a step back and think about it. So I want to ask you about dropping down into Andover's because interestingly enough, that's a conversation um, we've been having at my champ class at McGuire here in the Tucson area about, um, you know, since adult champs are becoming more common, um, you know, dancers are having to decide, like, do I want to go down to Andover's? Do I want to do adult champs? How was that for you? Because I, for me, and, and total honesty, I was like 23 when I dropped down into the Andovers. So it wasn't that big of a difference in age. Um, but if I were to do, it, to do it now at 38, I think I'd be a little more uh, pensive about it. What was it like for you going down into the Andover categories? Well, so when I made that decision, um, and there were a couple of us in our school who were kind of at this point where we had been dancing as adults. Um, there were, I think, two of us who started as adults. There was at least one other person who had danced as a child and had come back as an adult. And it was an interesting point in time because it was the first time that there was a discussion of doing a championship level for adults. Okay. Now, mind you, this was 20 years ago. And at that point, a you know the decision was no. Adults are not going to have a championship, and oh, by the way, adults cannot do a rock to speed, slow speed dances. So Ugh. you can only, in your heart, you do traditional speed, yeah. trouble doing a traditional speed hornpipe. So that really sort of helped push the three of us, the four of us that were in that situation in my school, over that you know that proverbial hump, and we just said, okay, well, we're going to go dance as, as kids and. You know, I remember going to a fesh up in Pennsylvania. It was the first time I'd been in a 16 and over category. And, you know, I'm like you, Jenny, I was a little bit older. I was in my 30s. And so I'm like, okay, I'm dancing against 16-year-olds. And one of my friends, also in her late 20s, early 30s at that point, we went into that competition. We didn't go straight into grand prize winner in all of our dances, so we – and prize winner 16 and over and we got up there and between the two of us split and won every single 16 and over competition oh my god that's amazing congratulations that's incredible seriously which is which is really kind of cool when you think about it because what that at least told us is at least where we were dancing and what we were dancing was completely comparable to what a prize winner 16 and over competition was 
at that point in the mid, you know, mid Atlantic region. And that's That's kind of cool. That's super cool because that is one of the things we were talking about at class last week. I know one of my uh, fellow dancers went to a fesh not long ago. I won't say where, but she very much, um, she was in an Andover category because they didn't offer adult champs. And she, she was very upset. She felt like they were kind of, they had enough people to split the groups, like give them an adult category. But she's like, I feel like they were just trying to stack you know, the teenage dancers. And, and she said, you know, that's something she encounters a lot. And that's, that's hard because she's, she's such a wonderful dancer. But as you and I both know, you know, we don't always have a chance against teenage dancers. But like you said, no. it's a great feeling too when you realize, okay, what I'm dancing, like you said, is comparable and appropriate for this level and for the end over. So that must have been just an incredible feeling. It, it is, but you know, then you, you kind of, you get to the point where it's like, okay, I got my, I got my first first in all of these dances and then it still took me another year year and a half my school required double firsts in all of your dances so it took me a while it was that darn hornpipe that finally (laughs) got me over the edge but you know I had the opportunity to move in and dance in the preliminary championship level um I you know danced at the southern region Eroptis when there were still and so you know amazed when I go look at the numbers now and how many wonderful dancers are in that senior ladies competition because you know hey the year that I danced the second year that I danced at the Oroctus there were 21 people registered there were 20 who showed up which means we all got a recall which means that because I got 15th or 14th in that competition I qualified for nationals so I went to nationals and guess what I got second to last Oh, but you know what? But you know what? I danced at nationals, and the really kind of cool thing is, if you go back and you look at the full results, the last two people in that competition, in last place and second to last place, are both now certified teachers. Look at see, and and that that was one of the resonating things I heard a few weeks ago at nationals from dancers who were waiting to see if they recalled or who had already, um, you know, not placed. And they said, you know what, I'm just happy to be dancing here at nationals. And that was yeah. that was a very common thing for people to say. And and like you said, you know, it's it doesn't matter, you know, dancing. Yeah. And it, I think we we are definitely. Um, brought up to feel that way is it and and that's what I actually I mentioned that to my dance teacher um, when I started here at McGuire she said um, do you did you are you going for your TC and I said no I'm like aside from the money issue of it I'm like I know world championship dancers that haven't passed the test and she goes well it doesn't matter if they're world championship dancers it's just a test and I'm like that's such a different um yeah you know that's a different way of thinking but you are a teacher now you're and and so tell me what um because I'll be honest uh, the organizations all like their different rules and their different sayings everything kind of trips me out a little bit you are a TMRF now what does that mean yeah so within um uncommissioned Lorenka Galica which is uh the organization that I'm part of CLRG the TMRF is the certification for Kaylee teachers. Okay. Um, I was training for my TC and was doing full-time work and doing my master's degree and all of these things and went and was practicing right before a fish and leap turn, land, crack, fifth metatarsal, Jones fracture, all the fun <sighs> stuff. 
oh. right before I was supposed to take the test. Oh my so gosh. I went ahead and instead of signing up for the TC where I knew I would have to actually do all of the dancing, I transitioned over and took the TMRF so I could get my certification so I could keep working with the Kaylee teams that I had been working with and um, passed that on the first attempt. And so my specialty, so to speak, is in all of the Kaylee certifications. So I left the D.C. area in 2015. I'm back now in Lexington, Kentucky, where I've opened the Bluegrass Kaylee Academy. And, you know, it's, it's kind of an interesting place to be when you've been a part of a big school in an area with lots of Irish dance schools and you come back and you find yourself starting from scratch and doing everything on your own. And so I've really kind of changed the focus of, you know, I was at a, at a school that was competitive, that was taking teams and dancers to nationals and to worlds. And now we're focused on getting involved and active in our community. That doesn't mean that we aren't going to the Oroctus. We're still going to Oroctus. We're still going to Fashana uh, with our team um, and with our dancers. But we've really just sort of made it more about the experience and the community that you're a part of and the community that you can build through what we're doing, what we're doing with dance. And that's great because there's definitely a kind of a divide between dancers, adult dancers, especially who want to compete and just want to do it to stay in shape and stay active. And I feel like there's a very fine line because like, I, I think my school here in Tucson does it wonderfully. I mean, it is, you know, classes are together. And if you compete at a certain level, you go to that class too, but not everybody competes. So I think it's, it's great that you're offering that. And you said you're, you're also partnered um, with the uh, Lexington parks and recreation. So is yeah. that like people can sign up for your classes through parks and rec? Yeah. So we actually, we, we've done a, I've really tried to, as I said, build a school that's community-based. So our classes are offered through Parks and Recreation. I teach adults. I teach children. We have a lot of families that dance with us. They're part of our Kaylee Academy, but they register through Parks and Recreation, which means that the classes are really super affordable for most folks. And that's not something that you see in a lot of places, especially yeah. in the competitive world of Irish dance. Yes. Um so, but then we've also, you know, built partnerships with other teachers um, to be able to bring instruction to our students, whether it's through workshops. Um, one of the, you know, the small world that it is, one of the dancers that I danced with when I was in D.C. moved to Dublin and began studying Shannos dancing. And so she actually has a school in Dublin that does both. She's a, she's a certified TCRG with Uncommission, and she also teaches Shenos. And so since I opened the school, um, not last year because of the pandemic, we did it on Zoom. But, you know, for four years, we've had workshops uh, with Mary Beth Taylor with Irish, Dance, Irish and Shenos Dance Dublin and, you know, have really had the opportunity to expand what our students are learning. So, um, we continued with her, um, and actually, the, I mean, the good thing about COVID, for me at least, is that not only did I, but our students and dancers all across the world got to work with so many people because everyone's classes moved online. Yes, 
Yes, absolutely. And that that was really cool because it, it presented opportunities that, I mean, just in general, most of us wouldn't have had, whether it's a workshop with somebody from overseas or, I mean, it was really cool to have my dancers, you know, dancing in a fesh in Ireland or Hong Kong. And that was, yeah. you know, that's not something they would have had before. So yeah. And, and that's good that you found, you know, the silver lining in the pandemic. Cause I think that was really good for Irish dance in general. And it was also fun to sort of like, you know, schedule that block of time out of your, your regular work day and be like, Oh no, sorry, I'm, I'm busy from two to three and yeah. know that you're downstairs dancing. You know, it's, it's kind of cool. That is, that's great. So what are you, what are you doing at Bluegrass Kaylee Academy this summer? Do you have summer classes? Are you preparing for competitions? So we're actually doing a little bit of all of that. Um, one of the things that we, so being a Kaylee Academy, one of the things that when we were offering in-person classes in the fall, when we're offering Zoom classes, you're not going to be dancing a Kaylee. We're not during a pandemic yeah. where you're not supposed to be touching one another. Yes. So uh, the only Kayleys we had up and running were family units. So spouses who are married to one another, parents and children, um, you know, folks from the same household. We would continue doing Kaylee's with them, but with everybody else, we took the opportunity to basically take a step back and look at the grade exams and start with the preliminary levels, grades one, two, and three, and start teaching everybody material that would allow them to advance through CLRG's grade exam process. And, and you know, I've heard that from so many people that during the pandemic, that's what they did as they started yeah. studying for grade exams. So we had the opportunity to uh, do grade exams here in Lexington about a month ago. We had 10 dance, uh, 10, four dancers uh, ended up taking the exam. 10 grades were attempted. All 10 grades were completed and oh, passed, wow. which was fantastic. That's great. Um, by the various dancers. And they all got A's and B's, which, you know, as a teacher, you got to be proud of that. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, a lot of the material we then adjusted for our adults to then be able to take advantage of the online fashana that we were seeing pop up. So they competed in the Mid-America region um, online fesh and, you know, with their material, got that all recorded and sent in. Um, they've now started being able to do some in-person competitions, which still really low numbers. So, you know, when you look at a competition and you're like, oh, hey, there's only three people there it doesn't count but yeah it counts in terms of getting out being on stage putting yourself out in front of people you know testing your yeah. ability to complete your material and so it's as if we were able to kind of slow things down and focus on those basics and focus on the things that really make the fundamentals of Irish dance the things that you want to learn that you want to teach you want to pass on so now we're on to new material and we're anticipating so this summer we're continuing to work on some of that great exam material we've created a couple of really cool um, performance pieces where you're not touching each other <laughs> yes oh my god I had to do that right at the end of the dance year was yeah. um, choreographed I, I called it a no touch Kaylee I'm like and we can we yeah. can do this you just can't touch each other we got to tweak a few yeah. things but yeah it, that's that's a very common tale right we now we have a I couple think. of those we have a couple with the kids we actually gave them like you know those um 
ribbon sticks that they use in like rhythmic gymnastics. Yes. We would tie two of those together and say, dance your two hands, but you're holding the stick is your two hand partner's hand. That's a great idea. You know, you just, you have to improvise. You have to to pivot and find what works. And um, we're really excited. Actually, last weekend we had a performance up at one of our local um, Renaissance festivals and we got to dance one of the dances we created, which is actually a hard shoe, soft shoe, festival style flip jig. Again, you know, if you had asked me 10 years ago, hey, what do you know about festival flip jig? And you know, would you ever perform it? I'd be like, no, I don't think so. <laughs> but, you know, I've had the opportunity to, you know, learn it, play with it, find out, you know, am I an expert in it? Absolutely not. <laughs> but it makes for um, a beautiful set of performance material that I think our folks have really enjoyed having the opportunity to do. That's the thing that I think has been a real benefit of not only what we've done to style our program is not by not being focused on competition, but being focused on the art and the music and the beauty of all of the different styles of Irish dance. We can really create some cool stuff. So what would you say to adults who are possibly on the fence about competing? Um, I Just overall, I don't think we get a lot of listeners who are not yet adult Irish dancers, but are considering it, but it never hurts to kind of talk to everybody in general. What what kind of advice as a teacher and a studio owner would you give to an adult who's um, either thinking about starting or somebody who's thinking about, uh, you know, they've been dancing and now they want to compete? What would you say? Well, for the person that's thinking about giving it a go, give it a go. You, you know, what it, it's really such a great opportunity to get out and give something a try that you'll be able to kind of stick with and keep with you, even if you decide to stop taking classes, because, you know, once you start listening to the music and once you start listening to, um, you know, the bands that are playing the music, you can't help, but just sort of dance along to them. Yeah. Um, for the, for the person who's dancing and is thinking about getting into competition again, give it a try because you're not going to, um, you're not going to lose anything by stepping out there. The thing to remember and the thing I have to, you know, I reminded myself, I never listened to myself when I reminded myself this, but now I remind our students of this, is that, you know, it is a completely subjective um, event. The adjudicator may not like your style. They may not, and that doesn't have anything to do with the way you dance it. It may be the fact that they don't like the steps that your teacher choreographed for you. And then the next day you can come back and, or the, even the next competition, step onto another stage and have another judge and they absolutely love you. So give it a go uh, and see if it's something that, that sticks. If it doesn't, don't let that keep you from getting involved in performances or getting involved in other opportunities to grow and expand your own personal repertoire of the various styles of Irish dance. 
That's great advice. And, and you're so right. It is so subjective and it's, it's different every time. And it may be different for the wrong reasons. Like you said, maybe the, the, the judge doesn't like your style. Maybe they don't like your dress. I mean, it, it sounds silly, but those are all kind of things we have to take into consideration. And you're right. Just, you know, don't let it get to you. And it will inevitably get to you it for a few does. minutes. Yeah. It always <laughs> gets to you, but you know, you know, I, I can't tell you how many conversations, you know, I've had at various points over the last, you know, 25 years or so that it's like, but, but we danced it perfectly. Well, no, actually, you know, I could see why they would do this or say this or that why we got that comment. But, you know, um, even, you know, but that's also part of, of the learning and the growing and the trying to achieve something. And then, you know, don't even get me started on Irish points because that's just, <laughs> you know, a completely different, how could, how could I get two firsts and still not win? You know, <laughs> no, I totally get it. So tell everybody where they can find you online um, and where they can get info on your classes and your school in Lexington, Kentucky. Sure. So we are bluegrass Kaylee. So hopefully our audience knows that Kaylee is spelled C E I L I. <laughs> so you're going to find us online at bluegrass Kaylee.com. You're on most of the social media channels at Bluegrass Kaylee, so Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. I even ventured, that's another pandemic thing, into TikTok. Oh, bless your heart. I can't do it. Bluegrass Kaylee account. <laughs> that's um, cool. Commission did a, did a um, dance challenge with Amy Mae Dolan that was a lot of fun, and our dancers just absolutely loved the opportunity to go, you know, put the masks on and run all over the city and dance the dance and record it and we shared it on our tiktok channel so every now and then we throw a few more things up there but uh yeah so if folks are in the area um and are interested in in touching base with us for classes you can find us online if folks are not in the area i'm still doing some classes for students who are outside of the area via zoom so you know happy to talk with folks and you know see what kinds of things you're interested in and and uh, hopefully we can help build that community a little bit stronger. Megan, I wanted to, first of all, thank you for reaching out because um, she and I were actually talking kind of off the air here, if that's what you want to say about, you know, just being an adult dancer is, is it's a busy life. I have a, a job that yeah. is absolutely getting in the way of this podcast right now, but we all know, you know, you got a job comes first, but um, I, I so appreciate you reaching out because I was kind of hitting a dead end this week for just motivation on this podcast. I'm like, I don't, I don't know who to interview. I don't know if I want to search somebody out. And then you popped up in my email and it was just so great and you have so much to offer and also as somebody who designs websites I want to tell you um Bluegrass Kaylee Academy has a wonderful website so congratulations on that um that's oh thank you I did it all myself oh it it looks great and there's a lot of bad websites out there and your website's fabulous so um you know just thanks for reaching out and thanks for being so involved and so inspirational and uh I look forward to seeing what you do in the future Well, thank you so much, and good luck with, uh, as we were talking before, your decision on what you're going to do with your dance and whether you you stay where you are or look at the drop down again. And, and, uh, yes, good luck balancing the whole work-dance-life thing. (laughs) Yep. That's one of those, can all three of them work together? I just don't know. Yep, I'm, (laughs) I'm trying to figure out that balance now, but I appreciate it, and thank you so much for being on the podcast this week.
absolutely happy to and thrilled to talk with you. Thanks. You're listening to the Adult Irish Dancers Podcast. Welcome back to the Adult Irish Dancers Podcast. My name is Jen Clark, and we are wrapping it up for a week. It was so fun talking to Megan. I, she's just another one of those people. I feel like I could talk to her for hours, and I have to like use my past radio skills to kind of like wrap it up. Like I, I wasn't even watching the clock during that interview. Um, you know, just to keep an eye on things. I wasn't. I was. I just kept asking questions, and I wanted to talk to her. And then I looked down and said, "Wow, you know, we're approaching." the half hour mark so maybe we should wrap this up I also knew she had to go teach a dance class as well not long after our interview so thank you Megan for being on the show uh, Bluegrass Kaylee Academy all of that info's up on our website our links are up there for um, her school and like she said she is still doing some Zoom classes so even if you're not in the area of Lexington Kentucky um, she can still get in touch with you about Zoom classes as well but just you know inspirational I, I love talking to adults who went on to become teachers because I think that is such a huge life commitment it's a huge jump from being a dancer and you know also on the injury level I can relate to that I mean how many of us have hurt ourselves and said okay this is that's the end that's the end of my dance career I did that when I broke my ankle a couple of years ago and thank god it was not the end of my dance career my physical therapist did tell me though um when I was on the table and he was kind of working with me and he asked, you know, what I do. And I told him, well, I work in radio, but I'm also an Irish dance teacher. And he said, oh, you like the river dance. I said, yeah. And he goes, yeah, you're not going to do that anymore. And I was heartbroken. <laughs> um, but, you know, Megan took her injury and decided to go get her Kaylee certification, which is awesome. And I, I'm just so inspired by everything she said today. And she was a great guest. So thanks, Megan. And next week, we are going to be talking to Jean Miller. She is uh, from FeshFit. Jean and I have a hilarious story about how we met and how um, she actually lives in the city that I was brought up in. And we just figured it out. Not like yesterday. Um, but I'm so excited to have her on the show. I met her at Nationals, and we'll talk all about that next week. But um, she's going to talk all about FeshFit and how that can help adult dancers. And I'm really excited to have her on the show as well. So thanks for listening. Again, you can find us at adultirishdancepodcast.com. That's where you can get in touch with us. Check out the pictures of our guests and the links to all of their schools. And um, I'm also, I've also got a, a blog up there, which I am sort of keeping up on. Um, I could probably do a better job at that. But, you know, life gets in the way, but I'll get a blog post up there. I I promise. (laughs) But anyways, thanks for being here this week. Thank you for being patient with me taking a week off. And I will talk to you next week again here on the Adult Irish Dancers podcast. Have a great week, everybody. My name is Caitlin. I'm 31 years old and I'm an adult Irish dancer. My name is Chris. I'm 45 years old and I'm an adult Irish dancer. I'm Erica. I'm 30 years old and I'm an adult Irish dancer. Hi, my name is Patty. I'm 56 years old and I'm an adult Irish dancer. My name is Marcel. I am 47 years old and I'm an adult Irish dancer. My name is Grace. I'm 28 years old and I'm an adult Irish step dancer. My name is Eva. I'm 38 years old and I'm an adult Irish dancer. I am Rachel. I'm 35 years old and I am an adult Irish dancer. Check us out online and connect with us at adultirishdancepodcast.com. 